0: getting ready to preach out of, let me tell you what happens a lot of times. Uh, You'll have a uh, stewardship banquet. Uh, You'll talk about giving and giving money and all of that kind of thing. You know, God is more interested in you giving yourself than he is the giving of your money because if he's got you, you're going to tithe. Amen? It's just going to happen. And so uh, I've seen fellows host these stewardship banquets. They'll use these particular set of passages to do it. There's a little more depth to this passage than just the idea of giving money. Uh, there is the idea of being a faithful steward. So what does it mean to be a faithful steward? And so that's what we really want to look at tonight. How about if we just stand for just a minute, you stretch your legs one more time. We want to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm going to read verses 1 through 5. And so look at it with me, if you will, beginning in verse 1. It says, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not mine own self. For I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified. But he that judgeth me is the Lord. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts." And then shall every man have praise of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for all that you've already accomplished today, asking for your hand in the message tonight. Encourage hearts, strengthen us, Father, praying for souls to be saved, this upcoming Easter service, Lord, that you just fill us with your spirit. Use the members of Calvary just to reach out to folks. You know, when you, uh, as I shared with you, I mean, faith, faithfulness, it's found in the scriptures. I mean, you go back in the Old Testament, you find it, you find it all throughout the New Testament. You find God looking for faithful people as uh, good kings and bad kings came up in the Old Testament. What did we find? We found a faithful remnant at times and God would bless based on that faithful remnant of people. And so we see faith all the time and faithfulness is taught to us throughout the scriptures. When God puts a man in a position, the statement is, it is required, you to underline that in your Bible, he said in verse two, moreover, it is required in stewards it 's required in stewards, and I kind of want to hit on that a little bit, and one of the primary requirements of that man is to be found faithful. And uh, often giving or tithing are taught from here, but that's not really the primary focus of this at all. God's talking about our stewardship, about us as managers of what God has given unto us. How are we being found in the eyes of God? What does God see when he looks down upon us? And I just want to challenge you in that area. However, we're going to look and we're going to dig a little deeper. And Paul was addressing the church at Corinth and their faithfulness. And what he wants them to see is that faithfulness is just not about the things that I'm doing. It's about the attitude and the spirit of the heart. And I think we miss that sometimes. Sometimes we think faithfulness is doing. Now, part of faithfulness is doing. But really, faithfulness is about the attitude and the spirit of the heart. And so where are we in our attitude, in our spirit, in our heart? And if God were observing you right now, right now, sitting in this room, and you say, well, he is looking down, isn't he? So if he's observing your heart, would he find you faithful tonight in your attitude, in your spirit, in your heart? What would he find in you tonight? And I just want to challenge you to think about this as we go through the message tonight. And Tomorrow you're on the job. Would he find you faithful on the job Tomorrow? And you say, "Well, I'm 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 faithful to that job." I didn't ask you that. Would he find you faithful as a Christian tomorrow, while you're on the job, or anywhere that you are, whether you're in the grocery store or you're over here at McDonald's having a cup of coffee, or uh, you're running into someone in the grocery store, or uh, you are uh, out and about? Uh, would he Would he find you faithful? Would he find you faithful? A faithful Christian. Now, not just in your actions, but in the attitude and the spirit of your what? Heart. The internal man. How would he find you? Even tonight, I want you to consider this. So God wants faithful men and women who are yielded to him. And so when God's observing you, would you be found faithful? And I think when we look at these requirements, there's some set forth for Christians. And one of the things that God teaches us is that, first of all, we are God's stewards, We are God's stewards. So what does that mean to be a steward? And then secondly, we're to be faithful stewards. Not just any stewards. We're God's stewards. But God then wants faithful stewards. And in so doing, as we become stewards, remember this. We're not judges. We're stewards. And God is the judge of our stewardship. Is he not? How we're doing things, God is the judge. Not man the Lord. And so I just want you to think about this tonight. We're God's steward. In verse one, he said, let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. You know, along with stewardship from from God comes much responsibility on our part to deliver a message. That word mysteries is the idea of something that was previously unrevealed that is now revealed. And what has been revealed to us is Jesus Christ as the savior of the world. Amen. And so now we know that message, and so that mystery is no longer mysterious in that way, but it's the fact that we know Christ is the Savior of the world. And God says to us that we are now stewards of that message, that we're to manage that properly, that we're supposed to uh, allow folks to know about this, and that Christ came down and died for mankind. In Luke twelve forty eight, For unto whomsoever uh, so much is given of him... Shall be much required, and to whom men have committed much of him they will ask the more. And so I think when I read that verse, sometimes we just talk about that in terms of, uh, well, uh, you know, what I've been given in my funds, I'm supposed to give all the more because I've been blessed financially. I think it goes beyond that. (laughs) I think it goes way beyond that. In fact, I think finances are the least of God's concern in that passage what I really believe when I read that passage and I look at this, for whomsoever much has been given, I want to tell you something. The day you got saved, you got a lot. Amen? Amen. Amen. God gave you everything that day because he gave his all, did he not? So the day you got saved, God gave you his all. When you got saved, the Holy Spirit now resides in you. God gave you himself, did he not? God gave you everything you will need and you are equipped to the full to be able to serve God. And so when I look at this, I think it goes beyond that monetary thing. The word account is a significant word. It means to credit or count, reckon, regard, think, or consider. Ministers of Christ, the idea here is we're under rowers. And the under rowers were the ones under the boat that were really giving it its power, weren't they? They're they're the ones pulling the oars. They're the ones that are underneath that boat doing what? Giving the strength to move forward. God says, in the day in which we live, we're the under rowers. We're down here, and we're the ones that are out there helping the church to become strong, are we not? We're the ones that are rowing. We're the ones that are doing this thing, and we're to be found faithful stewards in this. And God looks down upon us and sees that. Now, does the Lord find you biblically dependable? Now, I have thought about that myself sometimes. How many of you have felt like you've had a wasted day? Anybody ever been there? You got to the end of the day, and you thought, what got done? One of the things Emily asks me every time I come home at the end of the day, she goes, so, Daddy, did you get everything done you wanted to do? And she goes, evidently not, Dad. (laughs) How many of you feel that way? You get to the end of the day, and you, I mean, you had a plan, didn't you? You had thoughts. You had had thought, man, I'm going to get all this stuff done. And I got to thinking about this at the end of my day. Does God find me a dependable Christian Can he depend on me to have someone pass me by and I'll be the faithful steward to hand the track to them? Can God find me that dependable? Does God find me dependable enough that he knows if I bring this person by who so needs Christ and maybe has those thoughts in their mind and in their heart that he would find me a dependable steward that he would let him pass by me because he knew I would be a faithful steward and would give that person the message, the gospel. You know, I I think about this often as I go into the scriptures. Faithfulness is not about starting and stopping. It's about consistency, isn't it? It's about consistently doing something. And I think God looks for stewards who are consistent. (laughs) How consistent are you in your Christian life? How how many of you have started your Bible uh, devotions and stopped them? You don't have to raise your hand. I'm in that crowd. I've started them and I have... Stop them. How many of you have started a prayer time? I asked the Sunday school class this morning. I didn't ask them, did you pray? I asked them, do you have a prayer life? Big difference, isn't it? Sure, we pray, but do you have a prayer life? Is there a specific time where you get alone with God daily and speak to the Lord? A prayer life. Faithful stewards. Asking God, God, bring someone across my path today that I may win them to Christ for your sake. Not for me to put a notch on my belt, but for God to get the glory. Could God find us faithful to let someone pass us by today? How many people have passed us by today and God didn't find us faithful? Maybe that person that he brought into our presence. Faithfulness is about not starting and stopping. It's about a consistency. And by the way, to be consistent, it's hard, isn't it? Isn't it hard to be consistent? The only thing I used to be consistent at was watching football. I don't even watch it anymore. I praise God that it's out of my life. And the thing of it is, is that there is things that God can bring in and we can be consistent in our Christian life. Are you consistently praying? Are you consistently reading your Bible? Are you consistently looking to the Lord for guidance in your day? Are you consistently doing those things? Does God find you faithful to come unto Him when you lack wisdom, to let you ask of Him, Lord, what should I do today? Does God find you faithful? What is faithfulness? It's dependence on God. That's faithfulness. Who's faithful? God is what? Faithful. When your temptations come, do you turn to God? Or are you counting on him to help you to remain faithful in your time of temptation? Listen, he promised us he'd make a way of escape, did he not? So even when we're tempted, God is faithful, is he not? So what is faithfulness? That's our reliance. That's our dependence upon God. That's where we get our message for today. That's where we get our marching orders for the day. That's where we get direction for the day. That's where we turn and tune in to him and say, okay, Lord, where am I today? What would you have me to do? Right over here, Bob, there's somebody that needs to get saved, and I'd like for you to give them a track when they walk by you. And by the way, if you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, he'll do that to you. <laughs> he'll make you... Even recall what's been said tonight. And you'll say, you know what? God just did that to me just now. And I need to do something about it. Does he find you dependable? I think about this. The steward is the manager, isn't he? That's the steward. That's the manager. He's the administrator. (laughs) When God says here, let a man so account of us as uh, of the ministers of Christ and stewards. Stewards, managers of God's message. The managers of God's message. Being able to take what God has given to us and manage to get that thing out to other people, amen? As a manager of a restaurant, what's your goal? You want to seat as many people as possible each day, don't you? You want the restaurant to be promoted? You want people to come into the restaurant? You you want to feed these people, do it in a timely fashion, make sure that you were courteous and kind, and make sure they had a good time while they were there because you want them to do what? You want them to come back, don't you? as good stewards, was someone in your life want to come back to Calvary because you were a good steward. You were a good steward. And you reached out to him. Now, the steward's the manager, the administrator. And you think about this. God has given us a lot to manage. You know, I, I, I thank God for my mom, for my grandmother, for ladies, for my wife, and I look at some of the stuff that they're able to manage. And, and you know I can watch my wife do multitasking and I'm not as good at it as she is. She can hold a conversation with the kids and wash the dishes and mop the floor at the same time and I'm like you know, I, I can maybe get one of those in. And the thing of it is is if I'm talking to my kids, do you know what I gotta do? I gotta stop. <laughs> she can multitask but God has graced her in a way that he has not given it to me but God still desires for me to be faithful, to do what? To raise my kids properly, doesn't he? To manage my household well, to to be a good steward on my job, to to do those things that are most important, and to do those things in a fashion that please him. And this is not about overstepping our bounds that God has given us to manage. It's about doing things according to the word of God. How am I managing my household? (laughs) my finances, my family, my children, uh, raising them and doing what is right and teaching them the truth from the Word of God. How, how am I doing in that arena? And then what about my relationship with my spouse? Am I spending time with her and, and, and talking to her about the things of God and reading the Scriptures with her and talking to her about the Word of God and, and, and investing myself in that way and in that fashion? Am I being a good steward in my house of the mysteries of God? And I challenge us tonight, where are we? And then individually, the responsibility that we have. We're responsible to communicate those mysteries of God. We're responsible for giving out that message. When God put you in a position, He put you in a position by salvation. Now we have a responsibility. You say, I haven't been given a position by God. Oh, yeah. You have. (laughs) In fact, He's called us ambassadors. In fact, He told us that we're responsible for helping reconcile people unto God. You say, well, that's your job. No, that's our job. That's what God's given us to manage. And we have the mysteries of the gospel, and God has given that to us, and our responsibility is to give it now to those that are around us, to the world, in fact. Amen. When I look at this, when God put us in a position, we have that responsibility and we've got to fulfill that responsibility biblically. No, we as Christians, God requires, I think, more of us. Would you agree? I mean, I think I find it in the scriptures. I think God requires more of us as Christians. And when I go to the scriptures, he said, what know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is where? In you, and ye are not your own. Right? We're not our own anymore. So whose are we? So God is the overseer, is he not? I'm the under I'm the manager of the mystery that God has given unto us. I now have a responsibility to give that message to the lost. When he says this, he said, you're not your own, which we have a God, and you are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body, that's the physical side, isn't it? And in your spirit, that's the thing we can't see. Which are who that they belong to? God, they belong to God now. You don't belong to yourself. Your time is not your own. You now have been bought with a price. Therefore, the time that you have, you have to be a good steward of what God has given you. And what does he tell us? To get the mysteries of God. <laughs> the mysteries of God. All that you must do must bring glory to God. And ask yourself, am I giving my all, whatever I'm doing, to demonstrate the power of God in my life, to show that, Lord, I want to be faithful. (laughs) Listen, I fail miserably at times, folks. But, man, I want to be faithful. Amen? But I read my Bible, and I know God is faithful. Amen? So think about this. The next time you're out, God says in this passage, stewards of the mysteries of God. And so let a man so account of himself. How are you handling that? How are you managing that? What is it that God has given you to do? And tomorrow, or even this evening, maybe when you run over to McDonald's and get your Big Mac before you go home, amen, are you going to be a faithful steward tonight? And give someone an invitation and tell them about the mysteries of God. Just challenge yourself in your heart. The Lord's looking for managers that are trustworthy, too. We must be faithful stewards. Look at verse 2. Moreover, it is required. You ought to underline that in your Bible. It's not that, well, that's not such a big deal there, pastor. (laughs) Uh, It's for somebody else. It is required. It is required. Now, I used to teach college courses and when I would teach college courses, I had a syllabus. And on that syllabi, it would say, to pass this course, it is required that you write this three- to five-page paper. It's required. And a student comes in and says, well, I, I just don't want to write the paper. I said, well, you can't pass the class. Well, I got A's on all my tests. It is re- what? required. You must do this. Are you with me? Now, let's go back to the passage. Moreover, that's mean in addition to being stewards, right? Moreover, there's something added to this instead of just being a steward. Moreover, it says it is required in stewards something about us that we be found what? Faithful. What is faithfulness? That is us relying on God to accomplish His will. <laughs> Listen to me. Faithfulness is us relying on God to fulfill His will. It is us relying on God to fulfill His will. That's faithfulness. You're relying on God. And God says it's required that we're faithful. So are you relying on God in your Christian life? I want to challenge you tonight. It's required is to look or to seek out and desire and possess and strive to be faithful. And the word required is that you keep in mind that it's not an option. (laughs) It is what? Required. It's not like, uh, no. It is required that we be found faithful. God's looking for us to do right, isn't he? And who do I count on to be faithful? I have to count on God, don't I? Because in and of myself, I am not faithful. I have to count on God even for my faithfulness. Amen? And I know that God is faithful. How many of you know that tonight? Amen? We serve a good God, don't we? And I want you to think about being faithful. As we think about this in Romans 4, 20 and 21, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Who was? Abraham. (laughs) He was strong in faith. Hey, listen, when God came to Abraham and he said, go, he didn't say, now listen, when you go, I'm going to make sure you got your RV ready. And uh, listen, we got a chariot of horses out here waiting on you there and all this kind of stuff. He said, do what? Go. And he was found strong in his what? Faith. He had to rely on God for even the direction that he was going in. The very direction that he was going to head in. And he had to go tell his wife, Hey, listen, honey, uh, pack up the tent, sweetie. We're on our way out. And she says, Honey, where are we going? He says, I have no idea. God told me to go. He was strong in his what? Faith. Do you know what that means? He was depending on God. That's what he was doing. His dependence was not on what he knew but the one he knew. And I want you to consider this tonight. The word faithful is an adjective, having or showing true and constant support, loyalty, deserving, trust, and keeping your promise or doing what you're supposed to do and just doing it biblically. That's faithfulness, just doing what is right. When you consider being faithful, it brings thoughts to mind such as trustworthy, reliable, believing, men and women who are dependable, honest, constant, consistent. It's what God's looking for. And when we fail, we go to him, and he is a faithful God who will forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And he promised me in his word that he would do that, and I can get back on the path that I need to be on. Why? Because God is faithful. And so how do I come along in all of this faith? And he said, moreover, it's required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Abraham was persuaded, I think, he had some moral convictions. Would you agree? Now, you say, well, wait a minute. I even know he lied in the Bible. Sure he did, but he had to seek God's forgiveness, didn't he? And yet God told him to go, so he headed in the direction that God told him to go. And you say, well, which direction was that? I don't know. God said go. <laughs> and then he finally revealed to him where he was going. And so how about you? When God says There's somebody right over here in the the, uh, other aisle from you and they need Christ. I need pickles. They need Christ. That's the mayonnaise aisle. I don't don't need mayonnaise. I need pickles. I want you to go over to the mayonnaise aisle and tell this person, no, I don't need mayonnaise. I don't want to follow what God just pricked my heart about. How many of you know what I'm talking about? There are times when God says to you, not in an audible voice, but you know, I need to witness to this person. I need to give this person a tra- I need to do this. And you know it's happening. You know it's inside you to do this. And I reject it. It is required that we be found how? Faithful. Just do it. Let God handle how you may feel about it after you've done it. But listen, do it. Amen. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Just do it because God said, do it. Just do it. Make it happen. Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.2. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to what kind of men? Lazy men? Men that don't care? Or faithful what? Men. Faithful men. Faithful men are men who are relying on God. And by the way, the Bible says, who shall be able to teach others also. Uh Uh-oh. Faithful men are able to do what? Faithful women are able to do what? They are able to teach what? Others also. They're able to do this. Faithful people will teach others about the mysteries of God. Faithful people will do these types of things. This is more than going through the motions, folks. This is really having a right spirit, a right attitude, a right heart. And listen, it is required. It's required that we be found faithful. It's not a choice. It's not that you get to write it off or cast it off. It's required. Now get a hold of this. God's always seeking out faithful men and women to help him. And I, I think about uh, when Brother Engel was here, he was preaching, he talked about... Caleb, how did he follow God? How did Caleb follow God? He wholly, W-H-O-L-L-Y, wholly followed the Lord. When you look that word up, it's an amazing word. That means with all of his thoughts, all of his emotions, the seed of his heart, the actions that he bore out in his life, he wholly followed the Lord. That means when God called upon Caleb... He was a willing, ready steward to do what God wanted him to do. It's an amazing thought, isn't it? But he wholly followed the Lord. Now, we should wholly follow the Lord and be committed, even as Caleb was. And listen, this is keeping a right spirit in and being stirred in our heart for the things of God. When's the last time you've really been stirred up about the things of God? You've really had your heart stirred about what God is doing and really have thought and allowed your heart to really be stirred about what God wants to do, what God wants to accomplish. And by the way, when's the last time as a faithful steward you have prayed and said, Lord, what would please you? What would excite you, Lord? What would be good in my life for me to do that might encourage me in my life and to perform that thing which would please you? You know, God wants faithful men and women who are yielded to him. So how is your spirit... How's your spirit? How's your attitude? Not just getting things done, but what's your attitude, your spirit like in the midst of all this? By the way, it's required that God find us faithful. Part of faithfulness is having a right attitude and right spirit. Amen. If you think it not so, you can go to the scriptures and you had one son who says, yes, I'll go do this, and then he doesn't. You have another that says, I don't want to do it, but then he goes and does it. Bad attitude, bad spirit, isn't it? And the reality is, is what's my attitude when God's calling upon me for his service? The Lord's observing not only our outward actions. I don't think God's as interested in our outward actions as he is, is what's the attitude of my heart while I'm doing it? Amen? Amen? What am I like on the inside? What's my spirit like? What's my attitude like? Is my heart right? How am I doing this way? You know, when this is right, these are right, are they not? And, And when this is right, it's working this way because this is right. You say, Well, I get grief even when I got this right. I get grief out here. But you know what? You'll be able to handle it as a faithful steward of God. God will feed you and give you what you need. Now, let me share this last thought with you. Recognize God as the judge of our stewardship. When I look at this, look at verse three. He said, But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of a man's judgment. Yea, I judge not mine own self. That's an amazing thought, isn't it? He said, I don't even judge myself. Who am I? Now watch this. He says, for I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified? But he that judgeth me is the, who, folks? God is the judge, isn't he? And he says this, therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts, and then shall every man have praise of God. So he's looking where in our stewardship? He's looking on the heart, isn't he? He's looking at the internal man. People may have been looking at Paul, I don't know, maybe even the church of Corinth and judging him and saying, you think this about yourself and you think that about yourself, and and we see it. He said, who am I? Who are you to judge? Who am I to judge? I judge not even mine own self. And I want to tell you one of the greatest failures in the Christian life is we spend so much time judging ourselves even over sin that we've asked God to forgive us for. We spend a lot of time in that arena sometimes. Judgment comes from God, and we're to use discernment and follow the laws of the land and follow the word of God, and judgment is the Lord's, and that is why uh, we have to be careful that we're not out judging other people, and specifically that you're not even judging yourself. Who are you? We need to look at ourselves in light of Scripture. If you want to look into the perfect law of liberty, look into the scriptures, right? If you want to look at what I need to be doing or not be doing, look to the word of God. Let God counsel your heart. Don't be your own counsel because we'll fail, but God will counsel your heart through his word. He'll do it by the power of his word. When I look to the scriptures, I want you to see this verse uh, firsthand. Turn to 1 John chapter 3 with me real quick, and we'll finish up with this. First John chapter three. If you're with me, say amen. Look at verse twenty. Everybody with me? For if our heart condemn us, what's condemned? Think about condemnation. If our heart condemn us, now look at this. Who's greater than our heart? God is. So if you are judging yourself, condemning yourself, who's greater than your heart? God is. How many of you in here right now can really just think or ponder for just a moment that you allow some past sin to continue to drag you down, even though you've asked God to forgive you for it? And you allow that to be raised like a leper in your head all the time. And God said, listen, let it go. Because if our heart condemn us, who's greater than our heart? God is. Now watch this. The Bible says, for if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth how many things? He knows it all. By the way, God knows the attitude and the spirit of your heart. (laughs) Amen? He knows what's inside of you. And when I read this passage, beloved, if our heart condemn us not, notice this, then... Have we confidence, reliance, faith toward whom? God. Sometimes we allow our past to destroy us. And we're living in our past rather than in the present. Some past sin, maybe you've gone and asked God and, you know, it just surfaces again. Not that you've done it again, it just surfaces again comes up in your mind or you've thought about it. And then that feeling of, ugh, comes next. And yet God is greater than your heart, isn't he? I want you to think about this. That's why Paul said right here, for I know nothing of myself. He said uh, in in verse 3, yea, I judge not mine own self. Now, it didn't mean that he didn't have discernment. It didn't mean that he wasn't looking at himself in lieu of scriptures, in light of scriptures. I mean, he's looking at himself in light of the scriptures and he's saying, okay, if I can judge anything, I can see as a man that I need to draw closer to God. I need to rely upon him. I need to have faith in God. If I'm going to be a good steward, then I can't live in my past. You think Paul didn't have difficulty standing there? holding the cloaks of the men who stoned Stephen, do you think that didn't ever come back up in that man's mind? And I think God used this set of passages to remind Paul himself, stop judging yourself. I'm the judge. Amen? Amen. Who's the judge? The Bible said right here, it's the Lord, isn't it? So if you're condemning yourself, who's greater than your heart? God is. Stop it. Let it go, and let God have his way with you. Amen? Amen? Amen. Now I want you to think about this. Judge nothing before the time when the Lord comes, 2 Corinthians 5.10, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every man may receive the things done in his body according to that which he done, whether it be good or bad. (laughs) We're all going to stand before God. Amen? Who's the judge? God's the judge. Who's going to tell me whether it was good or bad? God is. Amen? And the fact is, is my salvation is not in question because the only way I can be a faithful steward is if I'm a saved man, amen? Amen. And if I'm a saved man, I can be a faithful steward. And God said, it's required of me to be so. And he said, stop judging yourself. Stop judging other people. And listen, God in due time will judge everything. And one day you and me are going to stand before God, amen? And anything done, whether it be good or bad, God will let us know, amen? Let's stay focused on him. Counsels of the heart. When I look at this, the hidden things, the darkness, all the things that he's talking about, God will bring to light the hidden things of darkness. Let me tell you something. You cannot hide from God. (laughs) You can't hide from the Lord. You cannot hide those things from him. So listen to me. Go and ask him to forgive you then. Because it's not hidden. It's only you denying. And God wants to get a hold of that thing. And those hidden things that are in your life, you need to seek God and let him take care of that thing. God will bring to light to hidden things of darkness, will make manifest the counsels of the heart. And listen, when he says he'll make manifest, that means he'll bring it to light, won't he? He's going to demonstrate it. He's going to show it. It's going to be clear to you where you are. Listen, confess it now. Get it right now. And don't let your heart condemn you anymore. Let God take care of it because he is the perfect judge. Amen? Let him do that. Hey, listen, a faithful steward will do just that. We'll turn it over to God. Why? That's not for me to manage. Amen? Amen? I don't have to manage that. That's for God to manage. God said for me to get this thing right, let me manage the rest of it. Amen. That way you can be a clean vessel being used of God. And I want to use you. I want you to serve me. I want you to be mine. And by the way, if I am a faithful steward... I'm going to confess my sins, amen, because a faithful steward wants to stay right with the Lord. (laughs) When I look at this, he said, we'll make manifest the counsels of the heart, and then shall God bring praise to man because it has been completed in the name of Christ. Hey, listen, he said, and we'll make manifest the counsels of the hearts, and then shall every man have praise of God. Wow, it's hard to imagine, isn't it? (laughs) He loves us. He cares about you. If you're condemning yourself, remember, you're not the judge. Go to God. Say, Lord, listen, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be a faithful steward. Lord, I understand that you've given me the gospel. I have a responsibility with that mystery. I need to give it to other people. And Lord, I understand you require this of me. This isn't just me deciding whether I want to or don't want to. This is a requirement that you've laid upon me. And Lord, help me not to be a judge of people. And by the way, when you go soul winning huh? Don't be the judge as to whether they can get saved or not. Amen? Let's pray.